man this is like welcome to the elevator room podcast with this fucking music this shit, it's fucking ridiculous i asked to pick intro music and you decide to play kenny g you you want to hit your horse with kenny g listen first of all okay we ain't got but so many options. i'm gonna go ahead and just switch it up for the people right quick because i need them to understand that this is just this is not me okay this is this is what they gave us. All right, shout out the streamyard. Thank you. Uh, but no, thank you. No, thank you. Now, now am I doing merengue? What the hell is going on here? See, this what I mean. You, just you know what? You know what? Just no music. We can go, we can we can go in. Just no music. We just gonna do acapella. You know. Uh, welcome to the fuck you respectfully podcast after party. Oh, uh, your one and only Amaya Desire. If you say it slowly, you might actually get my name. Uh, but over to you, Lou. <laughs> oh man, look! Did you see how aggressive? How she come in with the softest of jazz music and then yell into the mic like Meek Mill to introduce you to F you respectfully because I am a respectful person. I am not going to call this the other word, blank word podcast. This is F you respectfully where we are just going to be talking our ish and hope y'all like it. Like there's it's no structure to this thing as you can clearly tell by the way we came in. We're just, we're just here to talk about the topics that either's on your mind or stuff that you didn't even know you should care about that we care about. And some of it's going to be stuff you don't care about. But we don't particularly care. This is us having fun. This is us. This is two friends having a conversation like hey, you off of air. So and, and, out exactly. Exactly. I'm just mad that I don't have um, a soundboard because uh, I need a slap. Um, <laughs> Keep you my wife's name <laughs> out of your fucking mouth. I'm sorry. I just said, no, I said I wasn't going to say it's the F word. That's how they know that you're not real. You, you're not a real one. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Just want y'all to know that he's not a real one. I think that there have been so many parodies now of this slap. And even the, what did they do? What's the movie that they were both in? Um, Shark? What is it? Shark, Shark Tales? Tales? Oh, they, they some petty niggas. Did they make a joke out of Shark Tales? They have him walking up to Chris Rock and slapping him as a fish okay just... you know what you know what see this is this is what happens when we try to support black women we get into trouble that we shouldn't have will thought the joke was funny i don't care what nobody he clearly thought it was funny he up there laughing and jada looked at him like nigga i know you're not laughing but let me let me, let me call august let me call august <laughs> oh my god in the, in the video though i don't see him like look at her and you know they started showing you different angles and stuff like that i think that it was the reaction mm. that Chris had. I'm going to listen now. So Will is laughing because Chris is making jokes, right? Yes. And then he makes the Jada joke. And they kind of laugh. The audience kind of laughs. But then Chris says, well, come on, guys. It was funny, right? Wasn't it? That's how you know she wasn't feeling it, which no. is why it didn't no, we saw, to, did, uh, did, did You missed it. We all saw Jada's look on her face when Chris made that no, joke. But no, no, I saw her look but i didn't see will look at her oh, oh let me help you out let me help you out here let me help you it's, it's this is a secret for all not only just black men but married men in general white 
Asian, Latino, no matter what. Peripheral vision. Yeah, I don't need to see that my wife is staring a hole through me. I don't need to see if my girl is staring a hole through me. You, yeah, have you? Have you ever seen a dude walking down the street and he's looking at a fat ass and he just feels the heat coming off his girl's face? He's like, fuck, I messed up. That's what Will did. Will felt Jada, Jada looking at him like a, a Caillou who was really mad that he couldn't play with his toys that day. Caillou, I'm <laughs> I cannot. Yo, this is absolutely absurd. Looking like a, she was looking like a mean little Bill, and he's like, "Shit, I guess I got to do something," because she is clearly mad here that I let this guy get a simple joke off. Like, come on, son. Alopecia, yeah. Not alo. Not not what you're saying. It like it's a name though. My daughter, Aloe Pizza. Like, hey, look here, look here. Like that, folks out here. You'd have thought Jada had stage four cancer. <laughs> Chris Rock made a GIJ. She has alopecia. You know who else has alopecia? LeBron James. And they had no issue. <laughs> they had no issue with him making fun of him at the beginning of the show. I just thought he was bald. I think I never knew. Damn it. That's what literally the condition of anybody going bald is alopecia. It's the same well, condition. Well, shit, you learn something new every day. Hey, Shout hey out look here. Knowing how, you know, what bald and, really is. And, and if anyone should have been made fun of out the two, it's Jada. And why? Because Jada has embraced her baldness. How do I know? She did a Red Table Talk about it. Yeah, she, she did five Instagram lives about it. She did a Facebook live about it. She tweeted about it. She did a Twitch about it. I swear, she been everywhere talking about her bald head. In the meantime, LeBron James is up here getting niggas to transplant hair from animals or wherever else to give him a hairline. It's clear he is sensitive about being bald. But you know this. You already know that they are sent that men in general are sensitive of being of being about being bald, which is why the famous comb over existed for so long and it still does. I mean, for real, just just let it go. You know what I mean? I'ma stop me. Give us free. That's what your hair is saying. It's saying give us free. Like just let it, let it, let it go. It's, it's like everybody who defends defending what Will did because because Chris made a joke about a beautiful black queen and they like you know what he shouldn't have done that it's a black woman how dare you talk about black women here did did we all forget India Ari did we I mean I she am told you we are not our hair listen I am my hair okay oh, shit. Not, I'm, listen mm-hmm. I can't I wouldn't I, you think I'd be on here right now if my hair was not looking right uh, uh no it's a strong no for but, me but I know you'll go bald though I mean, I will go ball. See what I mean? I will. So we can't celebrate Jada for being brave for shaving all her hair off and and turn around and get mad when people make jokes about it. You can't have it both ways. I will say this. For the record, (laughs) I do not think that what Will did was okay. However, I do also think in my head, as a person who's been in therapy, my question that I did ask was, Mm. what's going on with Will? Just because we've known in his past and how his pattern is, this is something just totally out of character. Mm-hmm. So that's the only that's the only thing. I just feel like I would not I, I cannot throw stones. I live in a glass house on Tilted Hill and it is one pebble <laughs> away 
away from shattering into the bottom of the ocean. So I'm just asking, um, I think that was my real question when I talked to people. And, and I'm, again, like opinions are opinions, you know, nobody's uh-huh. right or wrong, but I just feel like we as a community do not often offer grace. And there have been people who have done much, much worse as I pee on you, um, who have still been. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if Will could come out with an ignition remix, we will gladly forgive him for slapping Chris Rock. Cause that's what, that's what it took with R. Kelly. We was like, he is sick. He is, he is a pedophile. We can't believe he's pissing on it. It's a remix to what? Like that's all it took. That's all it took. So Will needs to come out with a, uh, a King Richard remix. He better oh, come out with something. Not, not a King Richard remix. <laughs> he better come out with something at this point. Uh, and they say, the slap is not, you know what? I thought it was a punk move. It's only a punk move because you slapped that man when you knew he couldn't respond to you. And you know how Will knew he couldn't respond? He slapped a black man and turned his back to him and walked gracefully back to his seat. So Ain't no black man slapping another black man and turning his back. Because at that point, I'd have picked up that microphone stand and <laughs> I'd have beat the hell out of Will Smith. You would have been, you would have been committing. Hey, 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 hey. He understood that Chris couldn't respond at that moment. That's why he did it. But you know what? I also think that Chris just is... And, uh, and hold up. Quick, quick, quick. And the slap was for Tupac. Because see, Will been mad at other men talking about Jada since Tupac. So, so Chris got the slap for Tupac. He got the slap for August, for May, for all them other niggas. All them other people that Jada been with or wanted or loved. They all, that, that Chris Rock slap was for all of them. We are out of here. Okay. I'm not I'm not doing it with you no more. Moving on. If you live in the DMV area, then you have had to heard about this story where the local rapper passed away. Rest in peace, whoever you are. Goonie? I think it's go- I, was, I wasn't gonna mess up his <laughs> name. So I just said whoever you are. Uh but they hosted his funeral at the legendary Bliss nightclub. My man was propped up on stage, standing up with a cell phone in his hand. He had on a whole Amiri outfit. <laughs> they like, look here, man. My, my man, gonna, he gonna get one more night in it. If, if, if I pass away and the people I love prop my ass up and on the stage, I'm I'm coming back and hunting everybody. It's everybody. A- it's a wrap. I mean, you know, put me, you know what, rule, rule me. You feel me? You can rule me. You know what I'm saying? I want some flower petals around my whole entire body with a rose petal in my hand. That's cool. But but you're going to put me on the stage standing up? No, you know I'm uncomfortable. I'm already tired. I'm dead. <laughs> so basically, his whole family said, nah, nigga, you still got to perform. Like, we need one more check. So we're going to put you up in this club and we're going to charge people to come in so we get one more check. That is the sickest shit in the... Come yeah. on, man. When I saw the story, and then it said local DMV rapper, I said, fuck. How young? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Remember? I don't even know. I don't know how young uh, Goonsun was. I don't even know this dude's name. I don't listen to his music. You know, uh, R.I.P. Clearly, because this is not on him. And it's not about no. his, his tragic, untimely passing, because that's what it is. Because he clearly was still a kid, and he was probably trying to live his dream. We understand all of that. Right. What I don't understand is who made the decision 
that you know what? Gunu. 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 Yeah. Who made the decision that this is how we were going to celebrate his life? Unless he, unless he, before he passed, or maybe he's hinted that, like, hey, this is what I want that happened. Then it's cool because we can't say nothing about it. If that's if that wasn't his final dream, and you did this on your own. Like it's a special place for everybody who did that. Granted, you know it's weird because then I heard, and I can't confirm this. No, no, will I look the story up to confirm it? But I heard like his mother was like in the front row at the club. So, so, so I'm confused. So there, so is this? This is the equivalence of an open casket. I'm assuming that means that you walked past him. And what did you say? Like you? No, they had him on stage. Folks had the camera phones out. They was taking pictures of him, shooting videos. Like, hey, we in here. We in here, like all of that. So like, I don't mortifying by the minutes. Hey, hey, the point it was a crowded room of people who were in there. One, it shows just how much people love him, which is a good thing. Yeah. But it also shows just how desensitized folks are to everything that you would still be there. That it is just weird. And then Bliss put a BS statement out like, hey, this ain't got nothing to do with us. They rented the space. We didn't know they were going to do this in our space. And you know what? If we go back to the, the Western times with cowboys and stuff, or when people used to prop their family members up in chairs and take photos of it when they passed, maybe this is some equivalence to that. But so, but those were white people. Black <laughs> people don't do this. As like, this is weird. Spaces, right? Most event spaces are asking you what kind of events you're finna to host. Okay, so a going home celebration that you don't know what's being held in your own event space could mean that I could possibly just run a whole orgy and or a cocaine ring if I wanted to, uh, and nobody would know. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me I can go hey, look at and sell look cocaine at a, like a cocaine party, and they would be like, "We had no idea that she was." Going I was about to say that was every Saturday at Dream. So yes, you can do a cocaine party <laughs> plenty of times. But they said a homegoing celebration. I know what they put on there. They put on there that we're gonna throw a homegoing celebration. A homegoing means funeral. But no one thought that they would prop him up on stage. <laughs> That's the thing. If it was just him in his casket and things of that nature, I think it would have been fine. Even in a even in a glass casket on stage, maybe you know cool it was the point that he was propped up yeah that really threw people off but again <laughs> if if those were his wishes maybe his mama hey hey because i don't know what gonna happen if i pass away before my mama i don't know what her idea of what she gonna want to do with me for my funeral she may want to prop me up in front of a microphone so i could do one more show with Najee or something i don't know what she gonna do it's a strong now <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, uh, Najee, I know you listening, nigga. You better prop my dead body up and do one more review of power with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not one more review of power. I mean, at the rate we're going, we're going to have a lot of powers to review. So, might as well. Exactly. It's going to be power 26. And, and, and then just prop me up and let me do the review. That's it. I ain't got to say nothing, clearly, because I, I don't think I would be able to say anything. <laughs> but <laughs> pre recorded. You know what? Hey, you know what? That's some that's some shit. That's some shit Kanye West would do. It's pre-recorded. You know damn well that's some shit Kanye would do. That's some shit Kanye would do. Oh shit. For sure, for sure. We know this. And speaking of Kanye, I mean Mm. This man has made me like 
I was the biggest Kanye West fan in the world. I ain't gonna shit you. I, I love Kanye West. I still kind of do. I mean, it got it gets a little rough <clears throat> being a Kanye West fan because you know I was cool until he started harassing his wife, <laughs> his, and he decided that you're just not gonna divorce me, and I'm gonna make your life a living hell. That's when I was like, you know what? Um, I'm a little older now. Distance myself from uh, my association. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But now we have a situation where two weeks, two weeks, it is so many people who probably bought tickets to Coachella to see this man perform. And he backed out and said, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to perform anymore. Like, I don't know like what I would do if I was one of those diehard fans that I haven't seen this guy live before and I wanted to see him live and this is my chance. And then... He just decided that I'm just not going to perform anymore. Like, <sighs> what would be your response if, let me think, what's the artist that I assume that you really like? Okay, you Neo Soul, Guardian Goddess. So, like, what happened if, like, <sighs> D'Angelo decided not to perform Listen. two weeks before a concert that you bought tickets to? We finna, I'm finna find him. I'm finna exactly. tweet, Instagram, MySpace, <laughs> Gmail, Hotmail, AOL, that ass. But I think that to me, you know, on the premise of him saying that he was going to go and get help for, a, <laughs> you know, and, and to admit himself to a clinic, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I support mental health 120%. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, you also have to. How, how does Coachella do this? How do they reimburse? Because I know, they not, mm. you know what I mean. I know that their tickets came with a no refund policy. Because definitely, because the only thing I can say is that well, if you don't go, maybe you won't catch an STD this year. Wow, that that's that's the solution. <laughs> It was people who were looking forward to those STDs. They was like, you know what? I'm I've been waiting to catch chlamydia at Coachella since Baychella, and <laughs> now that you've canceled it, because this new done backed out of it, and I'm left with only Billy Eilish, Billy English. Like I don't, I don't want to just see Billy Eilish. I need just one. They got to find a color person at the last oh, minute. Who can they find that is as big that will still rock the house like Kanye? What is Drake doing? We got to find out what, what, what is Drake's plans. Drake, and, Drake. and how much money do we have to throw at Drake for him to do this last minute? Like, um, I mean, I, he would be a good... I, I would argue he's bigger than Kanye West. If you could get him, but you're not getting him last minute. Not two weeks out. Probably not. You're not getting Jay-Z two weeks out. Uh-huh. You're not getting Beyonce two weeks out. Rihanna pregnant. Like, she full of ASAP, so we can't get her. <laughs> like, who else is there? Yeah, because you definitely named some big, big ones that I would go to. And, and keep on, I am only naming big colored artists because I don't need to see two white people at Coachella. What about Big Sean, J. Cole? We said Big X. We said Big Big X. I'm not paying Coachella prices to see Big Sean perform <laughs> on, on the main stage. That's just not happening. <laughs> Now, now, Cole, maybe I would pay to see Cole, but Cole, pay to see Cole. Cole just did Dreamville. Like he, he yeah, did his own crazy. festival. He's high. This way, yeah. And, 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 and Cole don't come outside that often, so he go back inside. Is Coachella a white festival? It it it, it is now. It is. <laughs> Kanye clearly made sure it is now. It is a white festival all of a sudden. 
white okay well i mean you know hey listen i i hope that kanye is is pulling out because he absolutely is going to get his mental health checked but uh i think that as a fan um of many different artists the one thing that you cannot do is disappoint your fans who absolutely are the reason why your career and your pockets are being paid so you know that is what it is but in in terms of mental health one of my favorite uh talking points of course oh shit here we go here we go i know y'all was waiting for it listen i have i have not seen a single episode of this show i refuse to watch this show under every circumstance but i know i know black folks love it they love it. I see the numbers on Big Old Belt when uh, Chris and Najir reviewed yeah, the show. They did a really good job. Uh, shout out to the squad, Najir and, and, and Ev, for, for taking care of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my thing that I just wanted to touch on is that they really brought up many multiple issues in this particular episode, you know, season of the Spo- hold, hold up, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because I'm gonna yeah. be asking questions that's gonna be nothing yeah. but spoilers. Like, who the fuck was who the fuck did Marlon Wayne's play? I just saw a clip of him as Marlon Wayne's, and I said, Is that Will's new daddy? Because that's what I assume. I knew it. I knew it. Did, did he leave Will? Yes, he did. Did Uncle Phil hug him? No, he did not. You know, that's what I said. Fuck this show. No, I think he did, but it was a lot of it was a lot of fuck yous and a lot of kiss my asses happening. So I don't really I can't remember. Did he do the famous line. It's a lot of cursing. He did it, but he did it in a different way. He did it with jazz, actually. He did it with jazz. Um, I don't want to see Will and Jazz as he asks, "Why don't Why don't he love me?" <laughs> we want to see jazz, isn't that right, ladies? Because we want to see all of jazz. I mean, oh, from the end of jazz. Because if jazz was jazz, I would be all into jazz. Okay. I'm just saying because oh, well, I haven't seen a single episode. I don't know who this <laughs> I don't know who this gentleman is, but by the way you just described him. He he is fine. Okay. I mean F-I-O-N-E. Yeah, the point you the point that you brought back to New York undercover foin tells me enough right there. But no, um, so in the series, you know, Carlton is snorting Xanax. Um and we as some So Carlton's white in the show. No, he's black. Mm, I don't know too many black people who snort Xanax. <laughs> But, uh, but okay. Also been hanging around with a lot of white boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, makes sense now. But in the episode, you know, basically Carlton Carlton breaks down and he says, you know, like you you struck a chord with my anxiety. I was already trying to be perfect for my parents and you know get good grades and also be the best uh, lacrosse player and all this other stuff. And so my thoughts. He plays lacrosse. I was trying to get past that without you. <laughs> oh, this is the whitest, blackest. Look here. The only thing I ever seen in Colton is people online talk about how ugly the kid is. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up. He doesn't look that they they treat Colton on the show the way they treat uh Franklin's girlfriend on Snowfall. They'd be like, really? Like that's who this is. Like it's fucked up. He just looks Nigerian. Everybody has a preference. I find that he is a handsome young man. I think there's nothing wrong with him. Um, but I, 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 I like that they brought up these things. You know, so there's a moment where Will is like talking to him after Carlson shares, and I think that my point is when people are sharing about their mental health, we have to be mindful to 
not overshadow that with an awkward comment or some sort of uh, self comment about us because it's uncomfortable for most people. So for me, I think just learning to ask a question and or what I learned earlier today on Instagram was saying like, I want to be there for you, but I'm not sure how, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was really cool. Um, so just tying those in because mental health, just, you know, talking about Kanye West and then really? the Will Smith beforehand, Will like Smith. That's, that's clearly a mental health issue. So, you know, all these things we really, sometimes it really is hard. What I liked about Carlton's character was that when he did start to express himself, saying that I'm trying so hard, and 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 we know this for kids, right? I'm trying so hard to be good for my parents. I'm trying to get good grades. I know I got to get into college. You know, there's so much weight and pressure on them. I was thinking the other day about how there was there was a meme that said, "How long have you been working?" Right? How long have you been working? How long have you had an actual job where you got paid a W-2, right? Mm -hmm. And some people were like, oh, I got my first job at 14. I got my first job at 15. I'm thinking like, yo, like we've been working for this amount of years, you know? Cause like, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of pressure. And the black community, you know that we work sometimes to help our parents out, you know, exactly. and, if not, and if we're not actually working to make money, we are the second parent when we're in the household with younger siblings. So there's just so many things that tie into mm-hmm. your mental health. And so, you know, even when it comes to grief, you know what I mean? Everybody knows, or I've been very vocal about my miscarriage that I suffered almost two years ago, but grief hits you in so many ways that you don't even understand. And so knowing how to process those things, knowing how it affects your mental, whether or not you have been medically diagnosed with uh, depression or anxiety and things of that nature, just being mindful of how you can support your friends, your family and say like, hey, I don't know how to really assist you in this situation. Can you tell me what what you need from me? So I love that the show really just dived in on um or dove in on the mental health and like i said i hope that kanye is really going to go into the clinic to to deal with his um bipolar i mean i i can't imagine what that's like you know i do suffer from mild depression and um anxiety from time to time and i already know that to have us to be in a space where your brain is doing whatever it wants to do while you want to be doing something different it's kind of like it's it's crazy so so in other words this show is extremely deep yeah the show was really so you know like i've talked to my brother about it i've talked to my Mm -hmm. mom about it the show is in my opinion it's a beautiful love story for black family as a whole it's not it's not based on drugs it's not based on murder it's not based on like, you know, filth. It's like real things that un- most of us to a degree cannot relate with rich people problems, but there's still problems that we can still relate to. Definitely. Because, you know what I mean? So for me, seeing it, how they Will's, Will's relationship with his mom, you know, how she's like, oh, but you still need me, but, but, but you're still my baby. And looking at how... I don't want to use that word, but how disturbing and or problematic that can be and how often it happens in the black community where single moms are like, well, you're, but you're mine, where they make the child their whole entire life. <laughs> they're, they're king. Yeah, 
not even that, but just like when you when your child becomes your everything and you don't have a life outside of that, once your child is gone, you don't know what to do with yourself sometimes. And I'm not a parent, but I, I know I've had these deep conversations with my mom and I've had conversations with other women who have been like, you know what, I need to take mm-hmm. time for myself. So, you know, there's just so many things in this show that it touches on. Ashley, she's not straight. She's not gay. She doesn't want to be labeled. She's just a confused kid who has feelings, who doesn't know what to do with the feelings. So there's just so many different dynamics that the show gave us that I felt mm-hmm. like you could really if if in my head I went in with fresh eyes and you know we review shows all the time so mm-hmm. me, definitely I, I was like I'm not gonna go in and to, uh, to Fresh Prince I'm just gonna go in and watch the show and just take it for what it is and each episode gave me more and more and I was like this is just really dope the cast is so gorgeous right um, except for Carlton <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just going by what people said online the, the, he's a He's a guy. I am not judging his looks. I just see everybody being so mean to Carlton online. But go ahead, go ahead, because yeah, you, you were making beautiful points about the show, which is yeah. important. Yeah, Carlton. The whole show, like I just said, it's just beautiful. Everybody's in there. Michael Ely is not being as creepy as he normally <laughs> he normally is. But you know, I I just what the hell is Michael Ely playing? He's playing um, Uncle Phil. No, he's playing an art. What do you call those people? Art dealer? Something like that. Yeah, he plays an art dealer. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you just have different aspects. Hillary is not all the way ditzy. She's still ditzy, but she's not all the way ditzy. Jazz is very business oriented, like very. He's that one. Fr- he reminds me a lot of you actually he's because he has so much wisdom even though he's young and he says it in such a way that's so powerful that it just makes you stop and you think and you like damn does that apply to me like i'm not even you know what i mean like so i think that you have those moments when you watch the show and you're thinking dang we can relate to some of this stuff and even if you can't necessarily relate to it it's things that still make you think and for me you know i'm all about think pieces you know of course yes I enjoyed it. You know, for those who haven't watched it yet, if you, you know, give it a try, watch watch one episode if you don't like it, then you know, cool. But um I'm I'm excited and I'm hoping that the slap does not take away from, you know, <laughs> what's to come. But I think they did a two season deal, so it's kinda yeah. already so yeah. Hey, hey, he did a deal with Netflix too. And Bad Boys 4 was in the production before the slap, and both of them are no longer there. But you know what? You you talk so beautifully about this show, but I'm just gonna keep on watching Law and Order. And like, I'm just gonna keep like, like, season of Law and Order. Right? I damn sure. Look at I damn sure am. Cause that show sounded a little like Ayala Fix My Life. Why isn't Ayala on the show? Is she Aunt Viv? No, she's not. But the both both of the old Aunt Vivs show up in the in the show. Really? Uh-huh. That may be enough to make me contemplate maybe not watching an episode. It's no. just, it's just close. No, it's close. It was. <laughs> hey, you know what? I believe in supporting every black show up until you decided to remake the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I say, you know what? I can't but, do it. But that's the thing; it's not a remake, though. That's what I keep trying to tell people. I'm like, and and I'm I thousand percent agree with you. But then I saw a trailer, 
and I said, oh, this is All-American. And I said, oh, I've seen All-American. I don't want to watch All-American again. I know you're looking at me like you don't even know what All-American is. All-American. Uh, it, it sounds a lot like All-American because they deal with every one of those issues are dealt in, in All-American also. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's what that's what attracted people to the show mm-hmm. is that it was a show about a black kid and it wasn't necessarily about all the negative stereotypes about it, but it showed him going through physical mental issues there's a bunch of mental issues on that show and how people deal with them so i remember seeing some reviews early it was comparing it a lot to all america oh, okay well see, and i've seen it probably why i didn't really yeah and i said you know what i'm on all american second season now i mean second show with because they have a spinoff now oh, right so i'm like i'm on that i said you know what maybe maybe by year two maybe in the second season maybe i'll check out bella because yeah. I need to see why everybody's like, I just heard it was a Nigerian family drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I said, you know what? I'm Nigerian family drama at the least of it. But speaking of family drama, wow, uh, <laughs> so um, who, these, who, these, who these guys are now? Because I believe it was um, Black China's baby father. She has two of them, right? Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I gotta play this out because this is the funniest shit I'd ever seen. What? So Black China started off by saying, you know, um, this week I had to give back three cars, and I'm doing it to readjust my lifestyle because I'm a single mother and I get zero child support from any of my children's fathers. Mm-hmm. And then someone kind of uh, responded back like, well, are you supposed to? Zero. Like, wh- why are you making a big deal? She said, no, I'm not saying it's a big deal. So she literally corrected the person. Like, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm not saying I need it per se. But, you know, like, I don't get any. She's trying to make a point. Like, I'm struggling a little bit, but I'm making real mom decisions, real parent decisions by giving back things that are unnecessary. Right. So then first Tiger responds and says, why would I give you child support when I pay $40,000 a year for my son to go to school and I have my son I think he said Sunday through Saturday. Yeah, I believe that's oh, yeah, something like that. And then Rob Kardashian came back and said, why would I pay child support when I pay $37,000 a year for my daughter to go to school and I have her Sunday or uh, like a Monday through Sat Monday through Saturday is what Rob said. Mm-hmm. So everybody lost their shit all of a sudden because they're like, wait a minute. Did you bring up child support and you technically have your kids for one day apiece? <laughs> like what? They ain't the reason you had to get back them cars. Just tell the truth. Tell it as Will Smith would have said in concussion if he was <laughs> if he was able to get nominated and why Jada boycotted the Oscars in 2006. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And she, uh, that's what's it. When when is it? When is child support necessary? And I'm not gonna. I want to ask the other question of, and we're gonna talk about this one a bit. Like, damn it, because I'm a man, and we're gonna have this conversation. When is child support necessary? When is the amount of child support that some people out here get necessary? And like this, this comment just showed. I think Black China was being honest, and to me, she made a good point, but it got lost because her first statement made it sound like she's talking about them like they ain't shit dads. Uh-huh. She clears it up in the second statement, but don't nobody read the second statement. We read the first thing you said. Right. 
that's the most important part. You have to be more careful. Mm-mm-mm. I think that, you know, child support, unfortunately, is... Man, this is a tricky situation. So, child support mm. for me, based on the outside experiences, right? Because I'm not a mom yet. Um, based on the outside experience that I've seen, the black men always lose. Mm. They, they always suffer. I have friends who have one kid. Listen to what I'm telling you. One kid. And it's paying like $1,300 a month. And... <clears throat> This is a person who wants to see their kid more than they get to, which is like probably like three days. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I don't, and I'm, I, you know, and I might stand corrected. It might be like a seven day situation out of 30 days in a month. Mm. The idea that most of the guys that I know, and I'm speaking from personal experience because I know people are going to say that this, this is not the case. Most of the guys I know are amazing dads, whether they mm. be with the woman or not. They have always tried to see the kid more often than mm. the allows them to, which results in him paying more money because he's not seeing the child not even a quarter of, you know, like the month. So I think that child support is a tricky situation. You have judges where they're already against you. I don't care if you got receipts. I don't I don't care that you paid thirty thousand for this lawyer. I don't care that you wish to see your son two weeks out of the four months, you know, out of a one month period. I mean, just, you know, deal with it. You you don't want to be with her and XYZ. So they have their own issues with that. And yes. so I think that listen, if a man the, come here's the thing that baffles me, okay? And I, I'll let that say this. How is it that so many of us come from single parent households? Mm-mm-mm. Come from single parent households, wish that our fathers and or maybe mothers, right? Because it's mm-hmm. not Debbie dads, Debbie moms too, would have stuck around per our knowledge, right? Because they mm-hmm. would have decided, man, I really want to see my kid only to find out that they really did want to see you. But the other parent decided that the money was more important than the time with you. And turn around and do the same shit mm-hmm. <laughs> your own kid. Make it make sense. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> see, that, see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to say some things that are going to be unpopular to people. I don't care because I say lots of things that are unpopular to people. First, I'm going to say this to your response about, you know, your friend with the money and the time. I am a true advocate that if we got joint custody, uh, I need the least, the minimum is 40% to 60%. I should be able to see the kid. That's minimum. Mm-hmm. I also feel $1,300 is not a lot of money per kid per for a child per month that is not a lot of money not remotely close to being a lot of money even for one kid it's not a lot of money it's and i know it's hard for people to think that because people say 1300 is a lot of money i want you to really think about your bills and think about what 1300 does for you if i told you right now that i am going to circumvent your lifestyle and I'm gonna give you thirteen hundred dollars a month for it. I'm pretty sure you're gonna be like, nigga, you've lost your goddamn I'm mind. On, I'm gonna be on the sidewalk. Hello, I'm <laughs> for a little thing. Okay? A little thing for a little thing. But, 
it, it is about like you're right though i didn't think about that but i think it's also based on your your bills and what's already being happening in your so, life then so what happens it's it's the dollars you you got to be careful because a lot of judges will give out what they call lifestyle adjustments to you mm-hmm. like so if if you are accustomed to living a certain lifestyle and then you have a kid, that lifestyle should change. Right. Some judges, fair judges, and not every judge is fair. So understand what I'm telling you this. Not every judge is fair, but a fair judge will give you a lifestyle adjustment. And that lifestyle adjustment will hit your pockets extremely hard. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of it is to let you know, like, hey, technically this is what it takes to raise a kid. I don't think we... We at times don't necessarily think about all the money that can go into kids, and we don't think about the the minute things that uh, that play a dividend to having a kid. Right. So, people, I've heard some friends say this, and I've had to correct them because I'm an asshole at times, especially when it comes to this subject matter. And I'm talking about I'm gonna give you the both the men side I had to correct and the woman's side I had to correct. I had men come to me like, man, I can't believe I pay fifteen hundred dollars a month. I said, oh. I said, and where does she stay at? Oh man, she got like a little townhouse, or she got a little two two bedroom apartment. I said, great. She got a one bedroom apartment. Nigga, it's your fault. She has a two bedroom apartment all of a sudden. <laughs> so if she had to upgrade her lifestyle to shit that she wasn't accustomed to having because she had a kid, guess what? These are the things that you should equally have to pay for with her. Guess what? You can be as mad as you want to. But if she riding around on the bus, you're going to think she's crazy as a motherfucker and you're not going to pick her up for everything to do with the kid. All of a sudden, she needs transportation. All of a sudden, I need a bigger place. All of a sudden, I got to pay care of the bills I never thought I would care about before. Along with actually having to pay for formula and shit like that. It's niggas out there that don't know how much formula costs if she cannot produce breast milk. Do you know how much kids drink? I, that little ass can of Infamil is like $80 a can. That can lasts a couple of days. That shit ain't lasting long. All I like, hear is that you're telling me I'm probably going to have to get a boob job. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> if you deflate these puppies, we got some See, that's another thing. Then you got you got to help rebuild her body. That baby destroyed it. He destroyed it, and she needs a BBL now. So here's my question though, to you, real quick. I'm interested in this question. What happens when they were together, right? I'm, I'm just giving you an example. What happens when they were together? They were together, and things were going good, and then somehow, somewhere along the line, let's say the after the baby is like two, something happened, and now the situation has changed. Does that play into effect how not how much child support is is given, but does that play into effect that this was a joint a joint situation choice that they made? Because most of the time we look at it from the standpoint of, well, sometimes the man said no and the woman is like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. What what are the distinctions that we have when that is the case? Mm. Versus when they've been together and then something just happened. Uh, let's 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 keep it cordial, right? Let's say in one instance, this was a situation where the man was like, "I absolutely do not want to have this goddamn baby," and she was like, "Well, I'm having a baby anyway." And then we have another instance where they were together, lovely and with love with each other. Two years later, they grew apart, and now she's got majority of the custody. What what difference? Like, how does that weigh in? 
two ways. Because remember, I said I was going to go for the men first, and then I was going to attack these okay. trifling. Then I was going to go after these trifling heifers. So, first things first. If we are doing what we do as an adult, and I tell you I don't want a kid, and you decide that you want a kid, I believe that women have the right to choose. Mm-hmm. They have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies and everything of that nature. I also believe women should not have the right to choose if you don't provide the same right to men. Because I should be able to say as a man, great, I have nothing to do with that kid. You are on your own. And I should not have to go to court about it. I should have to not do anything about it. Because if you decided to get rid of my kid, I have no say-so in it. So if I decided I don't want a kid, I should also, I should have a say-so in that. And so, so that real quick, just a question. Mm-hmm. Can men submit for... Um, uh, to revoke their privileges or does that have to be done by the woman? No, a man can revoke his privileges, but he can st- he still has to pay. What they need what they need to change is a man can say, not only am I giving up my parental rights, but that's that includes me financially giving up my parental rights. Uh, meaning I am not responsible for it. Because think about how things would be different if some of these athletes some of these famous people who got these kids by women they only slept with one time and they, that woman knew going into they didn't want to have that kid and then a judge told them oh you don't have to pay her anything mm-hmm. what, how different would this how different would that be would when be. you take away that cash cow that some women play on right. they play on that cash cow so i think a man should have that right to choose and until until men get the same right to choose that women get the right to choose i feel that no one should have the right to choose mm-hmm. that's the only way to make it fair that's for those sides of those heifers. Okay. Okay. Now, them heifers that was in a relationship with somebody and then the relationship didn't work and you, this kid two or three, and then you're using all your spite against him, I think you should be punished for that. I think a judge should come in and say, hey, you two made this child. This was your equal decision. The best I can tell you is that I'm going to charge both of you 50% to take care of this kid. Mm-hmm. Meaning we're not doing no absorbent amount of child support because he can say I can take it for I can take my son for six months or daughter for six months or kids for six months. You have them for six months. If that is an agreement and that is something that can happen and it should not be left up to the woman to decide that that man should be able to have that happen. If in every realistic situation where you feel both of these parents are equal and they can equally take care of this kid by themselves on their own, then no child support should be issued for anybody. Mm-hmm. That actually you, makes a lot of sense. You, you split that up. This is why the people should be making rules and not those other folks that we Because you know why? It's because people love making rules for for niggas' lives when it doesn't affect them. That's I right. could gladly tell you that you should have every kid that you're pregnant with. Guess why? Because I don't have to take care of the little motherfucker. Right. That's up to you to take care of it. But then that makes no sense to me. Right. Like, I can tell you that, nah, you had sex with her, you should have to pay that child support. But why? That's not my life. Yeah. That's where that's where we get it fucked up at, is that we want to get involved in other people's lives and other people's business. You should not be able to regulate what happens <laughs> when it becomes to child care. But in that in itself, what you're, what you're suggesting would drastically drop the rates mm-hmm. of children who are who cannot be taken care of properly. Exactly. Not only that, and another thing that I know a lot of people don't like hearing, you need to be way more selective of who you fucking. 
understand man, that, man, man, men man. and women, because it ain't it ain't a sin. I hate I hate when women blame men and say stupid shit like, "Well, he he knew when he was together what could happen." Mm-hmm. Nigga, so did you? <laughs> and I hate when men say she trapped me. Right. Unless unless she got you hard, took your dick, put it in herself, and waited till you ejaculated, she didn't trap you. You decided that you wanted to have sex with her because at that moment, both of you as consenting adults, because I'm only talking about as it pertains to consenting adults doing this. Yeah. Yeah. If you made that decision to have sex with her, guess what? It's, It's something that I've always believed in because I was raised by a mama, not my daddy. I was raised by a mama who told me, if you're having sex with somebody, think about the potential of her having your kids right. because it's always a chance that that can happen. Right. So if you out just young, just raw dogging it, or not even raw dogging it, condoms are only 97% effective. Trust me, I know for a fact they're only 97% effective. If you out here having sex like that, and then you up here just willy-nilly shooting off and all this other stuff, and then she gets pregnant and you're like, I, she can't be pregnant. Like, I can't have a kid with her. You should have thought about that before you lay down with her. It's a simple thing, people. At times, we get in our own way because we let our urges take over. You go go home and beat off. Because clarity hits the most. And the same thing with women. Go home, rub one out. The clarity that hits when that happens is, matter of fact, a public service announcement to everybody. (laughs) Before you go out to a club, before you go out to a bar, before you go out on a date, Mm -hmm. rub one out. Mm -hmm. Boy, will it change your clarity on that situation so damn fast. That doesn't mean you're not going to be sexually attracted to somebody, but it still will allow you to think more about everything that could possibly happen. That don't mean you're not going to do it. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Three hours. Hey, hey, rub as many as you need out to make sure that your mind is clear that you don't make these type of decisions because you don't you never want to be involved in the court system. Like I've said plenty of times, like when this happens with children and all, I know me. I'm going to want to sit down the moment you say I'm pregnant. Let's great. Let's both get lawyers because mm-hmm. we're going to work out agreements from zero to 18. Yeah. Up front. Yeah. I want set amounts. I want set responsibilities. I want set rights. I don't need to do any of that. And mm-hmm. also, and I know this is, we can get long winded, but we're going to show soon because we got yeah. about 10 minutes before this hour. But for all you dudes out there who are having these kids and then you go to court and things don't work out in your favor or you think it does not work out fully in your favor mm-hmm. and then you allow that woman to push it even further and you're not taking her ass back to court yeah that's your fault take her ass back to court take I- her ass back there i will drag that heifer in the court every week if i have to i'm gonna drain every bit of money you got to the point that you can't fight me no more because guess what if you care that much about your kid and you want to be that involved in their life you need to put forth the effort to prove it and i'm not saying this because i don't know i'm saying it because i personally seen it because someone in my family who's gone through this and they gave up they was like you know what man i'm not even willing to fight no more and every time they bring this up i say it's your fault because you gave up don't give up don't fight hard same thing for women don't let that nigga slide because he ain't giving you no child support. He got an order and you're like, you know what, man? I don't even care. I'm this just yeah. me and my kid. I'm gonna take care of my kid. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. 
make him show up. And if he ain't going to show up, tell him, hey, just revoke your rights. Because then I, I need you not to have any rights to them because the worst thing that can happen, and this has happened to so many people, yeah. you need to pay attention to it. Something happens to you, the primary parent, that secondary parent has never been in that child's life. Guess who gets custody of it if it happens? Mm. That other parent. Guess, yeah. who gets cus- guess who gets control over every dime of money you left for your kid? That other parent. You, you, we got, we gotta make, we gotta treat children like we treat marriages. Unfortunately, yeah, gotta have that. That uh... it's a business arrangement. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, facts. We, we gonna, we gonna Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos this shit the <laughs> fuck up. There will be, there will be no confusion of what happens with little Twitter. Everybody go. <laughs> Who got the rights and what we gonna do with it? Goddamn oh, it! Have mercy. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I don't know how y'all stuck with us through this first episode, but we are glad that you are here. And uh, we are going to bring you the fuckery uh, from here on out. So thank you so much for joining us for our first episode of F You Respectfully. I'm going to do it since he's been cussing the whole time. Um, Especially after I said I don't cuss. It it just just went right out the window. I'm just saying, you know, again, you're not a real one. But thank you so much for tuning in with us and we will be back again same time, same place. Catch us here every Monday and until next time, peace y'all.